Welcome to Cowgirl Talk, where we empower you to live authentically through real food, real talk, and real life, brought together by our love of cows. We're your hosts, Emily, a farmer and rural-ish girly from Wisconsin. Haley, a food blogger and dairy farmer's daughter from New York. And Emily, a dairy lover and personal trainer living in Florida. Welcome to episode three of Cowgirl Talk. We are pumped to get into today's topic. We have a lot of fun stuff to go over and... Um, just thanks for all the love again on episode two that came out. We're super excited about our first ag chat. Um, and we can't wait to jump into today's topic. It's kind of one that is near and dear to all of our hearts. Um, but first we're going to get into our happy crappies as we always do to kick off the episode. So let's see, Emily Schmem, do you want to kick us off with a happy crappy? Yeah. So last week, my happy was our party bus with our friends. And this week it's my crappy because if anyone's watching our podcast, which you can watch on Spotify and on YouTube, my nose is all scraped up and bright red. Um, So we did a party bus, like I said, last week, and I was wearing glasses as part of my costume for the biker chick outfit. And Avery decided to jump on my face and like dance in front of me while the glasses had a metal band on them. And when he jumped on my face, they scraped it all the way down my nose. And so it looks really gruesome. And so I feel like, like I hopped on a call with Haley yesterday when we were planning this episode and Haley immediately goes, oh my God, your nose. (laughs) And so I know it's noticeable. So I feel like I need to call it out before people are watching it and are like, what happened to you? (laughs) You look great. It just hurts so much. Like when I say it looks bad, it just looks so painful. See, and it doesn't hurt that bad. Also, yesterday, I feel like it looked worse because I had put Neosporin on my nose to help heal it. And so it looked like it was red and juicy. (laughs) Sounds disgusting. (laughs) But that's the crappy. Yes. But the happy of my week is we had some rain, which is obviously not ideal during harvest. But because of that, I was able to not be in the scale house for a little bit and I was able to go to some yoga classes and I just love yoga so much. And so that was super fun. So that's my happy. Yay for some yoga and stretching Mm -hmm. in me time. Yoga is so difficult. I like always am reminded of that whenever I try to jump in. It's like, this is, this is hard. I take this because I think it's gonna be a nice break or like rest day or something like this is freaking hard. Mm -hmm. Well, I went to a yin yoga class, which is like stretching for... Like you're holding the positions for one to five minutes and it's deep stretches. And I fell asleep during the class. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I was very zen, I guess. Uh, Emily, what about you? You're, it doesn't look like in your Florida home. Where are you? No. So I feel I've recorded two for three episodes so far in a Hilton hotel. So I'm back in a Hilton hotel, but currently while recording this, I am in Athens, Georgia. And yesterday... We had the opportunity to attend a campaign shoot with the Dairy Alliance as my family-in-law are dairy farmers in Georgia. And I can't tell y'all who we met yet, but we got to meet and interact with a Georgia football player, one of their top players. Really, really awesome. They're going to be promoting milk and the whole idea is really, really fun. And I love sports, so I love getting to attend these campaigns and of course meet the athletes, but it's really fun to see these ideas come to life, what goes on behind the scenes and just some of the fun 
little quirks that have to go into live shoots to make things look good, you know, like spritzing the athletes. So they look like they're sweaty and working out and stuff. So it is really fun. This is our third year doing it. I've worn the same outfit every year. My milk does a body good and my cow sneakers just because like it's tradition at this point. So it's yes, exactly. Everyone's like, look at the cow shoes. So I break them out any chance I get. And so that's my happy and also just getting to hang out with my sister and mother-in-law. It's really fun. Athens is a cool town. And I would say my crappy, I kind of had to think about it this morning, which I guess, you know, is a really good thing. But earlier this week, I just got a real intense bout of homesickness. And it's something that comes and goes. And I talked about it on social and there were a lot of ladies that resonated, which I don't love other ladies feeling bad, but it's nice to know that you're not alone. And my brother's actually going to be moving to Florida within the week, which is amazing. I'm so excited. He'll be closer to me. But then it made me sad of like, oh my gosh, our family's spreading out even more. And so like we talked about on social with a lot of ladies, it's a flow of emotions. And it's so cool that I have people to love in different places, but it's still hard. And yeah, it's something about growing up, right? It is. That's so weird. When you posted that to your Instagram stories, that was, I think the day I had spent the weekend with my mom and I just mm -hmm. dropped her off where like, and I was just like, yeah, hit me in the feels too. It is just such a weird age and time of transitioning from like, you're at that age now where you're not in college. You do want to spend time with family, not like, oh, I want to get away from my family. It's, I want to be surrounded by them more. So yeah, that's a good problem to have if you're close enough with your family to miss them. But. Exactly. Like I'm, I'm so grateful that I have people to miss and that I have amazing people here in the South and people that are back home in Pennsylvania as well. But aside from that happiness, because <laughs> it's an emotional topic, what's your happy crappy Ailey? Um, Emily so is like, let me divert the attention away. Yeah, I don't want to talk about it anymore. <laughs> I don't talk about it anymore. Um, my crappy is if you are watching on YouTube or Spotify, you see I'm in glasses, which I wear glasses sometimes if I'm feeling easier on the weekends. But I got pink eye this week. <laughs> I like I slept in my contacts, which transparently that's not the first time that's happened. I'm pretty bad about that stuff, but it bit me in the ass this time. And I think that's what happened. But you can see if you watch my Instagram stories from yesterday, you can so clearly see it was like in that video that I realized like, whoa, I have pink eye. It looks terrible. So I mean, that's not a big deal. It's just like, this is so annoying. I hate working out in my glasses. It's just like feel less productive in my glasses too. I don't know why it just feels like something hanging off my face, but whatever, a little annoyance of the week. <laughs> um, and then my happy is, you know, just like kind of in the groove of the work week, but I love looking forward to things. And even if it's small and this weekend, um, my fiance and I, and my father-in-law were going to up North a couple hours every year. We attend this um, rough grouse national banquet, which is, interesting. That was never something I'm into, but my fiance and his dad are hunting guides. So they attend, they bring, you know, men up from New York city and they go out and hunt with all these dogs. But I love it because I just show up and this hotel allows like all these dogs for the weekend. It's like a no pet hotel, except for this one weekend. And all these hunting dogs are just in this hotel. And I bring my dogs. It's a nice banquet. I sell raffle tickets. I don't know. I just like started getting into the tradition of like really enjoying going to this every year. It's so pretty this time of year in New York where we go. So I'm looking forward to it. The food's great. Good vibes. I love it. Do you get to dress totally up? Um, yeah, like I dress up a little jazzy. It's nothing like 
black tie, but yeah, I get fall bougie with it. Okay, <laughs> nice because dress moment. <laughs> it reminds me. So we have a banquet for tractor pulling that we go to, and we'll talk about it. I'm sure when we get closer to it. But I call it tractor prom. So I feel like you can call this like hunting prom. Hunting <laughs> prom. Yes, I just love like seeing everyone's dogs. There's so many different kinds. And it's just so funny that this hotel is like no pets all throughout the year, except for this one weekend, because they make so much money off of it. But I, I also feel like that's very cowgirl-ish of us, right? Like girly pop and cowgirl, tractor prom, hunting prom. Yeah. We're also excited though to just play with dogs, right? Yeah. Isn't that just the story for everyone? Who cares about anything if there's dogs there? Eat good no food, care. look cute. That's it. That's all that matters. It's a vibe. <laughs> Love that. Yes. Cool. So we have a fun lineup of happy crappies. I guess, Emily, do you want to, or Shmem, do you want to take us into our topic of today? For our conversation today, we thought it would be super fun to talk about life in your 20s and figuring out what the fuck to do with your career, because we all have our own entrepreneurial journeys, but we know that your 20s is a lot of self-discovery and figuring out what you want out of a career, figuring out what makes you happy, and all that stuff. And we've all gotten asked different things and we're all in different parts of our journey as entrepreneurs in figuring out our careers. So we're going to start with Emily. Why don't you give us a brief synopsis of your entrepreneurial journey? We'll all share our own journeys and then go through just some questions of self-discovery that we've been through that might help you if you are in this little situation like us. Yes, I like to think of myself as the oldest and wisest. Just kidding, but I am closer to 30. So if anyone's listening to this and like, hey, what about the 30s, girls? Okay, we feel you. We know you can discover your life in many different stages. So we're just all, we just all happen to be in our 20s, but don't want anyone else to feel uh, like you don't get to be included <laughs> in the conversation. Yeah, because I, I did get called out by um, a friend that I've had who, because I, in our first episode, said people in the 90s and the olden days, and she was like, excuse me. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad someone called you out on that because it was funny. Like, bro, we're all 90s babies. And yeah, I'm almost 30. I'm almost 29. So I'm on the way there. Nothing to be worried about. But aside from that, in my little synopsis of how I got from graduating from Penn State to Dairy Girl Fitness, I grew up in the dairy industry, so my goal was always to be involved in dairy in some capacity. From growing up, I always thought dairy promotion or dairy marketing would be the things that are really interesting to me. And so I graduated from Penn State in 2017 with an ag business degree and dairy science specialization. And then where things started to kind of change for me in a way that I didn't expect is I moved south, I moved to Georgia, and then I moved to Florida because of my now husband. Their family is a dairy farm in Georgia. And so I became a Southern gal. And there is still dairy, of course, down here, just not in as large of a capacity as Pennsylvania. And so trying to find a career with what I was really interested in was really tough. So I honestly had, what, three or four jobs post-college. I was a credit analyst at a bank. I worked at a dairy magazine doing subscription calls. I also, after college, right after, I had an animal health internship. And then before I went full-time with Dairy Girl Fitness, I was working at a feed mill that mostly serviced dairy farms in like Trent, Florida. And throughout all of that, I just always felt a tug that I wanted to be doing something different. I wanted to be involved in dairy promotion. And so in the midst of all that, I started Dairy Girl Fitness Instagram page in 2018. And 
I really just kept working on building an audience, diving into that a little bit further to share my story of health and fitness, how I prioritize myself, walking the walk of, hey, dairy is healthy. It can be incorporated. And I started to realize I could do something with this. I could turn this into a full-time job. And I realized I could do that in the way of health and fitness coaching, right? Becoming an online personal trainer. And so I got my own online personal trainer. I got certified. I joined a group business program. And I then went full-time with Dairy Girl Fitness in November of 2019 is when I left my job. But actually, while we're recording this, this is my four-year anniversary of officially taking my very first online coaching client, which is crazy. So here I am. That's so cool. Happy anniversary. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Four years. It's weird. I know in the grand scheme of things, four years is very small, but it really flies by. And I'm grateful for what I get to do with Dairy Girl Fitness and what it's allowed me to do and what it's led to. It's really, really cool. It's awesome. That's incredible. Online biz woman. I know. Thank you. Uh, you did all of the <laughs> certifications, the trainings, everything while you were still working your full-time job, yes? Yes. So my hours at the feed mill, not, you know, I can't say, oh, super long because a lot of people in dairy and ag, they're like, oh, that's easy peasy. But I was probably working 50, 60 hours a week. And Monday mornings, I had to do inventory at 6 a.m. and I would have to close the office. So I was there between like five and six. So I would be at the job mornings. I would work out, be at the job. Lunchtime is when I would try to create content. And then after work is when I would either do more content. I would start doing, working on my certification or potentially start working with clients and doing sales calls. So had very structured routine going on to make it all happen. The grind is real discipline. My entrepreneurial journey, because I was the next one in line, I guess, to leave my corporate job. I told Haley this when we were prepping this podcast yesterday. Uh, My entrepreneurial journey started when I was in high school because I used to bake cookies and all the boys in my grade would buy them from me. And I was thinking about it later and I'm like, you know, I don't think they wanted like cookies for me. I think they just wanted something else, but anyway that's how it started was that but I think when I was in college I always knew that at some point I wanted to have my own business I didn't know exactly what it was but I kind of always set myself up for whatever I do for an internship or a job I'm gaining skills that will help me for whenever I decide to leave basically um and when I we talked about this in our first episode but when I found my corporate career, corporate job right after college. On paper, it was perfect for me. It was dairy promotion, uh, using social media. So on paper, like I said, perfect. But I just was never fully satisfied and felt like that was where I was supposed to be long-term. Different things happened towards the end of my time there. And I was kind of, I had gone to a retreat actually where we were talking about entrepreneurship and figuring that stuff out. And that was there when I was like, all right, I just need to make the leap. I'm also somebody who is like a jump and then I'll build the net as I'm jumping, not build the net and then jump. So I was at that retreat and I was like, all right, I just need to do it. So I built up some clients for freelance social media work as a way to be like, okay, I have income replacement 
And then I'll also have the flexibility to do more of being on the farm, which is where I'm the most happiest. And then pursuing stuff with our direct-to-consumer beef business and some other direct-to-consumer agritourism stuff that we're working on. But really, I needed the flexibility to be able to do that. And so I took the skills that I already had of marketing, social media, found freelance clients. So then I could have the flexibility while pursuing my dreams. I love that because I think it'll, and we'll talk more about this in our conversation, but you knew from a young age, Hey, I want to be an entrepreneur. So you always kind of had that goal for me. This was never the plan. I mean, it's awesome and amazing, but I just never thought of it. So Mm -hmm. Haley, I'm curious then what boat do you fall in? Or are you somewhere in between as you are most recent and newest leaving the corporate world to do our own thing, girl? The baby. (laughs) Yeah, it's crazy too because I like I've known you guys for a while and we, you know, work closely together every day, but I didn't know some of these things until now. Yeah, so I guess the category I fall in, it's maybe a mix, but so I grew up in family businesses like with our dairy farm and our ice cream business and I think growing up in family businesses, you already are bit by that entrepreneurial bug and um you don't count your hours. You just work all the time, but it's fun because it's your own business. And I just grew up, you know, around that all the time, milking cows in the morning and then scooping ice cream until late at night. And it's just fun. I love that. And each day you try to set new goals and get better. But, um, I went off to college thinking I knew what kind of life I wanted. Like I wanted good house, family, like what's going to help me achieve that. So for me, that clear answer was, I just need stable, secure job. Like I just want security in that. So I set off to college. Um, and even like my classmates would ding me for this. I changed my mind every day, like literally every day I was in my advisor's office every week. Just, I don't know what I'm going to do. Like, what should I do? And I think that all came from, honestly, I was exposed to so much in school like, yes, come from a dairy, a little dairy in a little town, and then you go to Cornell and you're exposed to so many different facets of production ag. And that's the problem with agriculture. It's all so dang cool. Everything interested me. Like, we went to California. I was like, well, I'm going to move here and be a carrot farmer now, obviously, because this is so cool. <laughs> I thought I wanted to be a vet tech. I thought I wanted to work for USDA because both my parents had careers in that um ag teacher like you name it i was just zigzagging all over with different internships and whatnot um and after graduation i actually did an internship um, in wisconsin on a large calf ranch because i still didn't know what i wanted to do so i took a little over a month to go work on just a big calf facility just to get more exposure um and ultimately like you emily said i worked probably three or four different jobs out of college um one for dairy promotion dairy checkoff regionally um another for a feed mill doing feed sales that was my first sales role and i was literally blessed the manager who hired me and saw something in me because they literally tossed me a pair of truck keys and all of the state of new york and said go figure it out and i was just shaking pulling into farm driveways trying to figure out how am i gonna (laughs) do this. I can talk to farmers. Sure. But now I have to sell something. Um, but again, great experience, but, and I love my time working with everyone at the field feed mill, just like you, Emily, um, great people, but there was always a time of, ah, is this really like driving around <laughs> on my route of stopping at farms? And like, am I really, is this it for like the rest of my life? I don't know. I just, something felt not like put together yet empty. I was like, surely this isn't it. Um, And then I transitioned through 
you know, companies buy each other that landed me working in my last career in pharmaceutical and the animal health space for sales, huge territory. And I'm spending four nights a week in a hotel. I'm have all this, you know, business to manage. And I hated it. I really did. I found myself just even more lost, even more unfulfilled. And the last, I mean, I'm full-time with She Likes Milk for like four months now. I think our first call for this, starting this podcast, I was like, hey guys, I just quit like this week. I'm like turning in my company truck at the end of this week. So, um, you know, I've been doing She Likes Milk for a little over a year, but only full-time for four months. And um, it was, I jumped into the entrepreneurial game probably sooner than anticipated. I knew I wasn't going to stick with my last job, but I reached a breaking point and honestly it became this emotional anxiety thing. I was like, I just, I have nothing left to give into this. I can't do this anymore. So I just bet on myself and went full time with it and never looked back. And I don't have a choice, but to not look back. Um, but yeah, I mean, I've kind of jerked around and zing zanged all over. And like you said, Emily, sometimes people take that as bad as like, Oh, you've worked a lot of different places, but like, how the heck else am I supposed to figure out what to do? I will talk about this, but I think the whole concept is crazy that we tell 17, 18 year old high school seniors, pick something you want to do for the rest of your life, even though you have no exposure to anything and just go do it. It's crazy. So that's the gist of it for me. I love it. And would you say then from what you said at the beginning of kind of your little synopsis of, okay, for me, I wanted, I wanted the good home, the family, that, type of lifestyle do you feel that now that you've transitioned you've been able to lean more into that a hundred percent and and then some because it got to the point where i was like why i don't know i think when you know you want to you guys can resonate to this but when you know you want to do your own business it's it just makes sense to work hard it's easy for me to want to work on this all day because you're doing it for yourself and you're doing for something that you can produce and see the results of um, and it's honestly, for me, it's a faith thing. It's scary as heck. Every day is terrifying. Of like, why did I leave this cushy job with benefits and, and all this, but it's a self faith thing of like, I have to trust myself and know that I'll work to get myself that life that I want. So that keeps you accountable. <laughs> One thing that we talked about when we were planning this episode was that we know that not everyone that's listening to this podcast is entrepreneurs. We are just all girls trying to figure life out. And I'm curious about advice if we that we can give to people or thoughts that we have for people that don't want to be entrepreneurs, but are still figuring out their careers. I know one thing for me, when I was in college, I kind of similar to both of you guys, I think I had a variety of internships that I did of trying to figure out what I liked, but primarily more so what I didn't like, because I think that kind of helped me figure out, okay, I don't like this aspect of the working in this place, but I really enjoy this place. So for my next internship or the next job that I'm looking at, how can I make sure that that's a part of it? But what do you guys think? I think something that is really cool about, you know, our generation or people kind of coming up on our age, even in their thirties, whatever it may be, is that we are more willing to try different things, whether people view that as good or bad, kind of like we've chatted about, right? I think so often it is such a pressure. of You need to find out what you love and do that for the rest of your life. And I think a lot of our parents or grandparents have done that. And if you have a job or a career that you can do the rest of your life, that is amazing. I love that for you. But I think it, again, then places such a pressure that 
well, if I hate this, what do I do? Am I just supposed to stay put because that's what most people tell me to do? But again, I love that more of us are willing to try out new things. I don't think it's a bad thing if you want to try out different careers. I mean, we are going to be working for 40, 50 years. You should be able to try out different things, find out what you like. And there's nothing wrong with that. It doesn't show that you don't work hard. And so I think give yourself the grace to try new things, to potentially deal with the discomfort of leaving, of having those conversations. And another thing that can be very helpful and what I've seen a little bit more on social media, on TikTok as well, is you don't have to make your career your whole life. I think on social media, especially with a lot of entrepreneurship, this is our whole personality sometimes, right? And so I think that everyone thinks that I have to have a job that I absolutely love 24-7 and I'm just enthralled by. But for a lot of people, that's just not true. And even for what we do sometimes, I don't always love it. And so I think it's okay if you don't always love your job or your career, that doesn't mean you're not doing something great, but then find other areas of life that bring you that excitement. So if you're showing up in a career or a job and it's like, hey, this does what it needs to do for my lifestyle. This allows me to work on something I enjoy. Maybe it's not thrilling all the time. Okay, find that in other areas of life if that's the job that supports it. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I yeah. follow a girl on TikTok that she talks basically about that same concept. I think she's 25 or 26 too. And she talks about how like, yeah, she has her job, but she's like, I'm just here to work and then to live my life afterwards, which my, again, my mom just always has all these quotes that I keep bringing up, but we used to have a sign at our house that says, don't work to live or don't live to work, work to live. And I feel like that's like such the same mindset of what this person has is like your career, like you're saying, it doesn't have to be also something that checks all the 5,000 boxes you have. Like if it does provide you what you need to be able to live the life how you want, then that could just be satisfying for you too. Like you don't need to, I don't know, be chasing this like intangible job that's not out there. If you have something that satisfies you for the most part, obviously there are going to be challenges, whatever you do for a career. We all have challenges, even though we have our own businesses too. But ultimately at the end of the day, if you are happy internally and externally with what you do with work, like that's going to be it for you. Yeah, I think we're arguing message too is I love what you said, Emily, of like work is work. And sometimes it's just find something that, you know, you can clock, clock into, it serves you, you can serve your skills and serve that company or that business with your skills and then clock out and go live your life. And I think we're, it's hard for our generation because we're thrown to extreme messages and it's this mind shift mindset shift we're working through of, um, you know, work-life balance, find something you're passionate about. And I'm starting to like hate the quote of like, find something you're passionate about and you'll never work a day in your life. Like I'm passionate about this and it's, I have shit to do after this call that I'm dreading. Like work is work. (laughs) It's not going to be like sunshine and rainbows and Uh, I love that you said that, that, and also the shift too, of we're seeing everyone on TikTok living these elaborate lives that used to be only the Kardashians could obtain, or used to be only the highest of celebrities can, you know, have, but now all of a sudden I feel like everyone's going to Europe and everyone's going to, um, you know, like Paris on the weekends and living these really elaborate lives. And it's like, how are you doing that? And I think some of it, it's just such a small fraction of our 
population you have to and i love that's when i go to the comments because everyone's like what are you guys doing like i have such small pto and just brings you back to reality um but yeah it's tough to have those two extremes of find the job you love and you'll never work a day in your life but like it's just mm -hmm. really not the case but i think the main messaging too is just i still don't know what i want to be when i grow up and just sorting <laughs> out your 20s your 30s it's a soul searching season of life of figuring out those things, what brings you joy and what makes you happy. And it doesn't have to be job. It doesn't have to be this pressure on quit your job and go start an Instagram page. It can be little things. Like you said, is it spending time reading a book at the end of the day or scheduling your weekends to do something that's very fulfilling to you and just seeking out happiness? Yeah. And I think social media in a good and a bad way has put the pressure on of chase your dreams no matter what. And it almost, I think forces people to think like, do I have to have a side hustle? Do I have to become an entrepreneur to be happy? And for some people, maybe you need that push. For me, I needed the push. And this was a way for me to create a lifestyle that I loved that maybe a job couldn't do. A traditional job, just because I do like to travel so much to visit family, different things like that. But again, you don't have to feel the pressure to do the side hustle, to start the Instagram page, to be an entrepreneur, to lead a fulfilling life. And so I think it is finding that balance mm -hmm. of what's really going to bring me the fulfillment and I'm not just trying to do it so I can flex on social media about it. Yeah. I was just going to say like one of the struggles that I have with being an entrepreneur and obviously right now I'm in a very busy season, so it's completely different, but I always put the pressure on myself of like, I need to work, 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 work. I have all these. Now I feel like I need, what's, is it Beyonce's song? That's like. That's Rihanna. 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 Yeah. But I feel like I always have so many things on my to-do list and all these things that I could be doing. And it, for me, it's so hard for me to shut off my brain for work, especially when I am also working from home. My computer is right there all the time for me to be doing things. Or I would love to be able to shut my brain off. And, and I'm not complaining about what I do because I chose this life. I love what I'm doing. But it's a, it is a challenge for myself is like shutting off my brain for work and living my life and enjoying things. Um, last year, Avery and I definitely we had a lot of conversations about it because I would work from seven in the morning and he would get home at six, seven at night from the farm and I would still be working. And then instead of like spending time with him, I would just continue to work and work and work until I went to bed. And that's just not sustainable. And so, I don't know, that's just a challenge that I have, but that's also something that you can create for yourself is work-life balance too, regardless of if you're an entrepreneur or if you have a corporate career, is set those boundaries for what do you want outside of work and then have those boundaries of, okay, once I reach this certain time of the day or once I get X, Y, Z things off my list or it's the end of our like, for example, with corporate hours, you have like your eight to four thirty. It's four thirty. You're allowed to take the rest of your afternoon off. Like you don't need to stay sitting at your computer and working extra because while you might have stuff to do, your corporate hours are those hours like you don't have to be working. So setting boundaries for yourself, I feel like is also very helpful to be able to have that space to enjoy life. I'm curious if either of you felt this that in college, it's just this weird season of everyone asking you, like, what do you think you want to do? Or what do you think you want to be? And it's that's I remember coming home to my dorm at the end of every day and with a new like, it's just this over 
pressure of just what am I going to do of like end game? And I don't know why I thought like, I'm going to graduate, get this job and that's it. That's the end game. When, and then people stop asking me that once you're out of college and it's like, well, you're in here in the system with the rest of us, like you're working, there it is. But I think it's important too, if, even if you're trying to figure out what your next move is, like, I don't even know what the future holds for me and my business. Maybe I will work a corporate job again someday. I think you just have to recognize you have to be very aware and acknowledge of what makes you happy, make increment small little steps towards and stay close to those things that make you happy. And this is woo woo, but you guys know I'm woo woo. See what the universe will do with it and where it'll take you. You have to just put your work out there and see where you, where it's going to go. You don't know who you're going to run into. You don't know who you're going to meet, um, who you're going to cross paths with. And that is where like opportunities start to fly. And I think it's just keeping in mind, it's not as set in stone as make this decision. You work this job and that's it. You're going to meet new people. Things are going to pop up into your life opportunities. And you just have to kind of go with the flow because I have goals and plans, but I have no idea who I'm going to meet next week and who might they know and what opportunity that could be bring. So just putting your work out into the world and seeing where it goes. Yeah. And I think Shmem said something earlier that really was a great topic of no matter where you're at, utilize those skills, let those, that opportunity help you build who you are as a person. And whether you're in a corporate job and you want to continue going in that route, or you want to find a new career, or you want to become an entrepreneur, use it as a stepping stone because I allowed myself to wallow and be in the self-pity for so long in my job. So I was like, I moved here and I did everything right. Like I had the amazing grades, all the things. And I can't find a freaking job that I like that pays decent, that provides flexibility. And I was in such a shitty mindset about it. And it's valid to be able to be frustrated, but no one's going to change anything for you but yourself. And so I needed, and I did then start to shift my mentality into everything's a stepping stone, right? I don't have to love this, but there's still something to learn from it. And there's still something to benefit. And the cheesy quote of when one door closes, another one opens is so, so true. And I think you have to be okay with knowing that even if you don't love it, it's temporary and something else could be in the works. Me moving to the South was never in the cards for me growing up and having a bunch of kind of random jobs weren't necessarily the plan, but it forced me to start Dairy Girl Fitness. And this is what it's been able to lead into. And if I would have just kept in such that tunnel vision, why me pity mentality, I could have never seen it in this light or even potentially have gotten to this point. Yeah. I think the other important thing to add to what you're just saying about skills and stuff is you can always take the skills with you. The skills that you learn at a job, they're going to transfer to the next thing, to the next thing, to the next thing. You will always be able to take those with you. So if there is a, something like a course that your job will pay for that you can take, take advantage of that. Learn those skills. And sure, maybe you're going to be working there for a while, but ultimately you're going to learn from those skills and transfer them to whether it's moving up the ladder at that job or finding a different job. Like the skills that you learn and the skills that you gain are always going to be transferable. And it'll help you appreciate when you do reach whatever you want. Like I always think, what if I had just started this out of college? I'd probably have a rough day running She Likes Milk and think I should have done a corporate job and I wouldn't have to worry about any of this. And I could, I wouldn't have to stress about how to do taxes or things like that. And you, it's like, why did I go through all those nights crying and things like that for my job? It's like, there's a purpose so that I can appreciate this. So I learned things that I'm implementing in the business now. And 
yeah, it, you just take something, but you have to go through hard days. We all here are sitting here saying we've spent days crying or going through the thick of it. You just, it's just part of, it's just part of life, I think. Yeah. And for someone then who is listening to this and they're like, Hey, I do want to go full-time or I want to become an entrepreneur. What are some tips you can give me? If you could say just like one piece of advice for someone who's on the fence of like taking that leap, I'd be curious to what it would be. And that's a loaded question, but almost like kind of like what was the breaking point or the moment of just, you know what, fuck it. I don't care how this turns out. I'm going to try it anyways. What it looked like for you as our eldest and wisest. wisest. Okay. So for me, it was the fact of I can either stay here and wallow and not be happy to make like whatever money and have a little bit of security, or I can take the leap and maybe it's just as hard, but I'm going to have the flexibility and I'm going to have the fire and more of a passion to go after because it's something that I get to build. And mm-hmm. I even told myself, if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. Like you said, Haley, I don't know what's down the road. Maybe we go back into a traditional job. Maybe I can go back into a corporate job, but I basically didn't give myself a plan B. I didn't allow myself mm-hmm. to have a plan B. I said, okay, I'm going to work until I can get, my goal is to have five or 10 clients And then like, I'm leaving no matter what. And so I didn't say, what if it doesn't work out? What if I don't make enough money? I just said, I'm doing it no matter what. And maybe if I don't make make enough money, I can walk dogs. I can become a waitress. I can figure it out because I've been able to figure it out up to this point. And so for me, not giving myself the plan B was really helpful in just taking that leap and trusting myself. You have to trust yourself in some capacity that you'll be able to do the thing and figure it out. That's like what I said of the jump and I will have the net somewhere. So I was like to be able to replace my income. I, you know, need X amount of clients at X amount of rate for social media stuff. And I just knew that the life that we live, obviously Avery is a farmer. That is a very seasonal job there. Well, it's seasonal in some aspects and not in other aspects, but having the flexibility to be able to, go out and ride with him in the combine in the middle of the day if I want to, and to be able to build the job or the business and stuff that I want and the dreams that I have for myself, I knew I needed the space to be able to do that. Space both in my mind of not focusing on solely my career and then also just space in my schedule to do the work that I needed. And I was putting in way more hours than I should have going back to your corporate day ends at four thirty clock out. I was not clocking out then until six and then I, or six or seven. And then I was working on my other stuff and I'm like, why am I doing this? Like, it's not okay. And I think my realization, like I said, was at that retreat where I was said to myself, you don't need to do this. I actually had a little mentee be there where I was like panicking. I'm like, <laughs> I can't do this. This is horrible. I hate my job. Like going through this whole saga situation and everyone was like, so quit. So quit. You don't need to do this. You don't need to put yourself through this. And so I literally went home and that week it was like, this is not worth it again. I'll figure it out. Like you were saying, mm-hmm. whether it's picking up social media clients to freelance work for, whether it's going to be a bartender, um, it was going into the summer. And so I was like, I'll just go be a Beth girl at the golf course like I'll figure something out so yeah that was my fuck it let's figure it out let's move on moment 
We all need one of those. Uh, I think, well, I mentioned, you know, I didn't hate my job, like working with a female. I actually enjoyed it, but there's still part of me of like, ugh, I'm like missing something here. So that was when I started She Likes Milk at the beginning of just, I was like racking my brain of like, what's something I miss being creative with something I could do. So I would like bake things and take pictures of them, like not even reels, just pictures of them. And I was like, well, this is, I'm going to, I'm going to sell baked goods out of my kitchen. Like that's what I thought she likes milk was going to be. I was like, literally thought I had like this bakery name and I have this teeny little oven in my teeny house. Yeah. I'm going to like sell cookies to the local stores and that's how I'm going to quit my job and do that's not at all what the freak happened. And I'm so glad it's not, but I had to take at least a step. I, like you said, I'm like, they're just wallowed. I mean, like, I hate this. I want to do something else. But I like took a step, even though it was the wrong step, it helped me figure out what my next step was going to be of, okay, there's X, Y, and Z options. Like once I looked into like kitchen licensing and stuff, I was like, yeah, I'm not doing this. Screw it. Um, and, but then it pointed me in a different direction of ways. And then that took, I hit a roadblock and then you pivot roadblock pivot. And then you get here. And like you say, you don't know what's next, but, um, I would, my advice would be is just start doing more of those things that make you happy. If it's crocheting or if it's fashion, if it's makeup, if it's, um, gosh, anything gardening, start doing more of that, share it with the world. You know, social media is a way to do that, but that's that act of putting it out for the universe to consume. And it's scary to do because you're telling yourself every day, no one cares, no one cares, no one wants to see this. That's not true. How many people are in this world? And you will find those people that care about gardening, crochet, makeup, whatever it is, and they want to consume what you have to put out your gift. They care about your gift and they can't wait to see it start sharing it and then just see where that takes you. What's the next direction? What's the next direction and see where it blossoms. Um, that, that would be my advice. I feel like my job exit was so traumatic. <laughs> I guess in my, where I came to my fuck it point was, um, I literally said I had been just, it was really bad. Like I want to start crying thinking about it. I was just bawling every night. I had terrible anxiety every weekend. I just hated it so much. And it was like Monday morning after a week off of work. And I like opened up, I was just scared. I couldn't even walk by my home office without like my stomach flipping. It just, it was just, I let it get to that point where it was so bad and I shouldn't have let it get to that point. But, but I, I kept making excuses for myself of like, no, I got to do it. I, I got this degree. I got to use it. I got this good job. Like I, I should just stick with it because I was, I think my ego was in the way of like, I can't, I can't be a bartender or like, I can't go clean offices or I can't be a like, go work in a bakery somewhere or clean, like be a nanny. Like I can't do that when I have this good job. And finally my fiance sat me down and he's like, like you guys said, just quit. Finally, like you manifest it in your head that it's such a big deal, but really it took him saying, you're not going to die. No one's going to take our pets away. We have food. We have a roof, like quit. Who cares? No one cares. It's like, yeah. So I called my boss and I quit (laughs) and I just like, yeah, I'll go. There's nothing prideful about being a bartender or waitressing while you pursue what makes you happy. That's, I think, the most admirable thing to go do. Do what you love and own it. Yeah. Yeah. Own it. I was going to say, I just realized I never gave a piece of advice. And my piece of advice is that everything, like Emily said, and Haley too, is everything's figureoutable. And what truly matters, going into the woo side of things, what truly matters is what makes you happy. 
And if you are so unhappy or unfulfilled in something, you can change. It's okay. Yeah. Like, Maybe you will figure stuff out. Ultimately, if you're not happy in your career or what you're doing, you're going to put that negative energy elsewhere as well. And it's just not a place that you need to be in. You can figure it out. You have the skills. You are capable to be happy. I think we should go on to our hot take of the week. And we would be so remiss to not join in on the conversations about Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift, because that's obviously a hot pop culture moment right now. And the hot take question is, I feel like I need a drum to do the little drum roll is, is it for the media or is it real? At, I feel like they're both trained obviously very well in terms of how to interact with the media and the public. And so in any interview, I feel like they could turn it on or off in any capacity people are going to take it and run with it and so they know how to do that because look we're talking about it millions of people have talked about it it can become very clickbaity and so i think they've become very good of almost leading people on <laughs> but i don't know them very well obviously but they seem like decent genuine people for as much as you can with that type of fame and money and i just don't know like why would you fake it they don't just seem necessarily like those type of people it has driven up views for the nfl so i can see also why people are like this isn't real it's literally just bringing in views <laughs> i so i don't know what my opinion is yet i feel like they i feel like they might be doing it for the media but also i don't know it's tbd for me so do you like them? I did. Together. And then I think now I'm getting kind of sour on the subject. And I was even the one who suggested that we do this as our hot take. So I'm doing this myself. But I at first was like, okay, when people were complaining about everyone talking about them, I'm like, just let them have their live their life, be lovey-dovey. And now that it's, what, two, three weeks later, kind of over it. But I also want to see how it plays out. Also, I was telling Haley this. There's a girl from my hometown who is dating Taylor Swift's brother, and I feel like I just want to be able to ask her more of the situation. Like, obviously, she probably has an in on what's going on, and I want her hot take. Taylor probably made an NDA. Oh, that's <laughs> for sure. For sure. Speaking of NDAs for Taylor, I would love to be a fly on the wall in their meetings with their publicists, both of them. Because I'm just so curious of what they say there. <laughs> I think I'm to the part where it's like how I felt about the Barbie movie. I'm just tired of seeing things about it. <laughs> like, Travis Kelsey is everywhere. Every commercial, it's either him or Patrick Mahomes. And Travis Kelsey is a beautiful human. I love, I mean, he's so attractive, right? And he's very charismatic. I would, I would love to meet him. But yeah, he's literally <laughs> everywhere. Did you yeah. guys know he got kicked out of his college football team because he got caught smoking weed? That tracks. I feel like I could see that. <laughs> oh that was in their documentary. Avery watched it the other day, and the or the Kelsey brothers documentary. Avery was watching it the other day, and I only caught the second half of it. And I feel like everyone loved them from that documentary, and I still have mixed emotions about them. But I also didn't watch the entire thing, so I don't know. Schmitz a hate. I know. I'm tired of hopping on Facebook and like the AI photos are out of control of like accounts mm -hmm. trying to make money off of shares and stuff where they'll like 
plop them in a scene and be like headline Taylor and Kelsey caught leaving such and such. And it's like, this is fake. I like click on it and they're like morphed into it. I'm like enough with the AI. Or it's like, I saw one where it was a bakery in Kansas city said rumor is Taylor told Donna Kelsey that she loves our cupcakes. Everyone can buy our cupcakes. And it was obviously completely a fake thing but i'm like i get it you're doing it for marketing and you're trying to drive sales and all this stuff and like i props to you but also enough i don't know maybe i'm a pessimist about this thing too right remember what okay. you said if the we world. have negative energy we don't want to put negative energy into the world so yes i know <laughs> very true i need to rein in my energy from this situation it's not that I'm negative. I'm just, again, I just want to be a fly on the wall in conversation. Know what's going on. Well, I think that's it for this episode. We want to thank you guys for listening. Be sure to submit questions. We didn't completely do our question of the week segment or our for the girls is what is what we're going to call it is for the girls because we're answering a for the girlies question that you guys might have. Because we wanted really more of answering some of the questions about entrepreneurship and figuring out jobs and stuff. But be sure to submit questions for us. We'd love to answer any questions that you guys have, whether it's girl talk conversations, um, agriculture conversations, agriculture questions. We're here for it all. And then don't forget to subscribe. Do you subscribe on Spotify? You follow. Don't forget to follow us follow. on all the platforms. Subscribe where you subscribe. Do the things. Rate us. Send us love. Send love us. us all the love. I love. I love seeing how everyone listens. Like everyone's doing. Everyone's good multitaskers. Everyone's tagging us in things of them doing like so many different things while they're listening. It's cool to see. Yeah, I agree. Like bottling milk or packing eggs or driving around all the things hawker walks so cool hawker walks. walks okay well thanks for listening we'll catch you in the next episode bye bye, bye guys